Confused by finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, we went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances And with Kathy and Norma. Finances and unemployment benefits. We went to school so you don't have to. I'm Norma and I'm here with Kathy. Today we wanted to talk about unemployment benefits, what they are, how to get them, and how to get off of them. We'll also cover disaster unemployment assistance coverage. So what is unemployment? Unemployment is also known as unemployment insurance or unemployment benefits, but it's basically money that you can get that covers part of what you are earning at a job after you've left that job. So it's sponsored by the U.S. Department of Labor. It's a state-sponsored program, and it provides unemployment benefits to eligible workers when you've been unemployed through no fault of your own. There's also certain other eligibility requirements that go along with this. It's meant to be temporary. And again, it's administered by your specific state. Right now, there are over 3.3 million people on unemployment insurance. So you would not be alone if this is something that you're considering. For unemployment insurance, it's when the state and the federal government work together, just like Norma said about the Department of Labor and your local state. So the state has different rules based on which uh, state you're located in. So you want to make sure to check those out. So what we're talking about is in general what's required, but you're going to have to obviously follow whatever your um, state requirements are. What they're doing is they are providing you a small stipend, a small amount of money while you take on the activity of searching for a job. Those benefits usually last about 26 weeks, which is about uh, six months, and they provide you approximately half of your regular wage, whether that's hourly, monthly, you're going to provide them that information and then they're going to provide you about half of that. You're going to have to be found eligible. And then once you are, if the need arises, they may extend it for an additional 13 to 20 weeks. But that's going to be based on all the applicants that a state has so that it's not unlimited amount of money. Make sure that you go to your state website at .gov and not .com because you might be going to a third-party website that's trying to help take some of your money from you if you'd want to be doing that. Or you could go to careeronestop.org, and that's the Department of Labor's website, and they'll help get you to your state's website. But when you go to apply, you're going to need your Social Security number, your state ID, which is your driver's license, proof of your income, so a previous check that you received, and then your bank information because they're going to want to be doing a direct deposit. On that pay stub, make sure that you have your employer's name, address, phone number, and federal ID number, your supervisor's name, your start and end date, how much you're making, because again, they're going to use that to base your stipend's going to be. And then the reason that you're not working anymore, because that's going to also determine if you receive uh, unemployment insurance. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Once you do all of that, you can expect your first amount of money to arrive somewhere between three to six weeks. If you use direct deposit, they'll be able to do it more quickly, just like your income tax there. They'll be able to return your taxes more quickly if they're giving a direct deposit than asking them for a check. And it's also best to apply online, although you have the option to go in to wherever your local unemployment office is. I also noticed that the IRS on irs.gov has some tax advice to help you when you're making your choice about taking unemployment. So if you go onto that website and then type in what if unemployed in the search box, and they'll give you some advice on things that might happen with your own taxes in the next year, because you will be taxed on that amount of money that you receive. So while you'll be taxed on that money, you have the option for them to either take out taxes as they're sending you the money or not. This is something that you really need to think about carefully, because if you choose for them to not 
take out the taxes at the time of payment, you could be liable for a payment when you do file your taxes. So again, this is something that you want to care, you know, carefully consider. It makes sense because your paycheck is going to have money taken out and you would consider this like your paycheck to having money taken out. But you do have the option to say no to that, which sounds great and you'd get more money, but you're going to be taxed on that and then you're going to owe more at next tax time. Yep, absolutely. So under what circumstances do you get unemployment? First of all, you have to have had been at the job for what they call a base period. And a base period is usually four the first four out of the last five calendar quarters. So when you think about it in general, you you should have had been at the job for about a year. You again have to be determined to be unemployed through no fault of your own, meaning you didn't quit or that there was no, you know, nothing that you did to cause your termination. There are some cases under which you can get unemployment if you are the one that separate chose the separation. But again, these are, you know, very specific circumstances. But in general, you have had to have left through no fault of your own. There are some other state requirements. Again, these are specific to your state. And lastly, just keep in mind that your job can fight your unemployment. So you while you can contact unemployment and say you left through no fault of your own, they will do their due diligence and contact your employer, your former employer. And at that time, your former employer can dispute what you have said. Again, you need to be as truthful as possible because they will be checking on this. There are a couple circumstances where if you're fired or quit that you do, it does work for you to get unemployment and that would be super limited. For example, if you were hired and it turns out you couldn't lift the things that you were supposed to be lifting, that's an opportunity if you're fired that you could say it was a bad fit for me that couldn't meet the expectations. Or if you quit because there was an unsafe work environment, if you could prove that whatever they were asking you to do was unsafe, then that would also qualify you. Another reason that would also get you unemployment is if you're downsized, if your company is having to downsize for some reason. That actually happened to me. I was working at a telecom company and they were bought by another telecom. So there was a lot of layoffs happening at that time. So I was laid off. And so I was on unemployment for a few weeks while I looked for my new job. What you'll receive once you're laid off is your checks. But come next tax time, you're going to receive a 1099G. And this is going to be the income that you report as taxable. Back to what Norma was saying, you can have money held out and that will help reduce what it is that they're saying that they've paid you. Either way, you're going to get this 1099G and you need to put that on your taxes. Once you've done all this and you're receiving your unemployment, what do you do? The point, obviously, is that this is temporary and that while you're receiving these benefits, your job is to look for a job. There are many online resources in order to be able to do this. There's a couple that I found while I was looking some of this information up, and I found that careersidekick.com appeared to be a really good resource. It had help with resume writing and things of that nature. LinkedIn is another good resource, which is a great networking site where you can put your resume up. You can connect with maybe former co-workers or people in your field. They also have LinkedIn Learning, which is courses that you can take for certification or just more educational items in your field. Some of these you do have to pay for, but some of them are free. Another couple of good websites that have been around for quite some time are Monster, Hot Job, Indeed, and Career Builder. So these are all great places to go check and try to see if you can find something in your field. You're unemployed. What now? The whole point is, is that you're getting this money so that you can take the time to spend your 40 hours a week job being that you're looking for a new job. Take this time and think to yourself, 
Is this the job I really want? If it is, then pursue that particular industry still. But if it's not the job that you want, if you're considering switching industries or switching jobs, this is the time for you to say, what is it I want to do? Maybe what skills do I need? Norma just mentioned that LinkedIn has some ways to get skills. Maybe you go back to a community college or start taking some classes, but you need to really think to yourself, what is it I want to do? Make a list maybe even and commit your new job ideas to paper so that you can actually go out and search for those jobs. They're going to expect for you to provide proof of the jobs that you've applied to. That again, your job as an unemployed person is to find a new job. So they will request of you, where did you send your resume? What were the kinds of jobs that you were looking for? But during this time as well, do plan to take care of yourself. You need to still do things that will keep you healthy. It's not just about finding a new job. It's going to be your responsibility though, to put everything you can into finding a new job, but also keeping care of you. And the other thing Norma mentioned was networking. This is the best time to reach out to people that you know and share with them that you're looking for a new job. And it can either be in the same field or in a different field, but use them to brainstorm and help look for that for that new wonderful job that you're going to get. So what we've talked about is just regular unemployment during normal times. There is something else called disaster unemployment assistance. And this is something that that can be used when the president has actually declared disaster for the whole nation. Again, this is disaster unemployment assistance, and it provides for financial assistance to individuals whose employment or self-employment has been lost as a direct result of a major disaster. And they're not eligible for regular unemployment insurance benefits. And I've just I've quoted that from the U.S. Department of Labor. You want to go on the U.S. Department of Labor website and they will give you all the information that you need. But some of the eligibility on that would be you no longer have a place to work. You can't reach the place of work. You can't work because of there's damage to the to the work or you can't work because of an injury created or caused by the disaster. These are times where the benefits change slightly. The time that it takes to obtain the benefits maybe a little more delayed and you'll be covered just a little bit differently than you would under regular unemployment insurance times. So there's actually an additional $600 a month that you might qualify during this time. And for people that have either been on it before or are worried about it, this will not affect your ability to receive Medicaid or to receive the children's health insurance program. If you're a part of that, you will still qualify for all of those. They also just announced that part-time workers also will qualify for unemployment. And so that is an important difference. One of the things that I noticed around me is that even though so many places are closed, if you don't have internet access, our local libraries have left the internet on so you can still use the internet in the parking lot. So if you have your own computer, but you don't have internet access, possibly there are other ways around you that you can still get internet access to apply because applying online is your best choice for all of this. Especially when you can't get to the, you know, for whatever reason, it's not open, but when you can't get to the unemployment office. So yeah, online is definitely the best option. Well, thanks for listening to Finances and Unemployment Benefits. We know you chose to listen today and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share. It means a lot. Please let us know what you think on Facebook or Twitter by going to our website at financesand.net. Remember, we went to school so you don't have to. 